أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولقد and certainly جاءت it came رسلنا our messengers to who? إبراهيم to إبراهيم عليه السلام Allah's Rusul messengers came to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Who are these messengers? Hmm? Angels. Because remember that angels, what do they do? They carry out the messages, meaning the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some of them are actually appointed to deliver his messages. Like for example, Jibreel was appointed to deliver the messages, meaning the wahi to who? To Allah's prophets and messengers, meaning the human messengers. So over here we see that some angels were sent to who? Ibrahim alayhi salam. It is said that there were about nine angels or so. And they came to Ibrahim alayhi salam in the form of men, in the form of human beings. Just as the angel came to Maryam in the form of a human being. And remember that the angels are actually able to take the form of human beings by the permission of Allah. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows them, when He commands them to execute a certain task, then for that purpose they can even take the form of a human being. So they came to Ibrahim alayhi salam, Bilbushra with the good news. The only reason why they came to Ibrahim alayhi salam, imagine now, nine people are coming. And who are they? Actually angels. But they're coming in the form of men. And they're coming just to deliver some good news. What does that show? That news was really something very important. Was something very beautiful for Ibrahim to know. Something that would bring him a lot of happiness. And it also shows how much importance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Ibrahim and this good news in particular, that He sent a group of angels to him to tell him the good news, to give him the good news. You know, it's like if you hear about something good, let's say through a message, through an email. What happens? Yeah, you're kind of happy about it. But if someone comes to your door, meets you, greets you, asks you how you're doing, sits with you for some time, and then they give you the good news, it's really a completely different feeling. So they came to Ibrahim salam to give him the good news. And what good news was this? The good news of, do you know what? of the birth of a child. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was going to grant him a child. Because Ibrahim salam, at this point he was very old. And him and his wife Sarah did not have any children at all. And you can imagine for a person like Ibrahim salam, who had been cut off from his family, his father had abandoned him. He had no family, he had no siblings, he had no parents, no children. He only had a wife and he only had a nephew Lut salam, who had been sent to another town in order to do da'wah over there. How much he would have longed to have a child. And especially because he wanted to do da'wah, he wanted to call people to Allah. And you see, when something is important to you, when something is really, really important to you, what do you want? You want the same thing for your children. You want that your children should receive it, your children should carry it on. So this is why Ibrahim salam he really wanted to have children, and it was such an old age at which he was given this good news. وَلَقَدْ جَاءَتْ رُسُلُنَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ بِالْبُشْرَى But when they came, the angels, they didn't just give him the good news immediately. They came in the form of human beings, and قَالُوا They said, Salama, Salam, meaning peace be on you. قَالَ Salam, And Ibrahim also, alayhi salam, he also said, Salam. Meaning they exchanged greetings. فَمَا لَبِثَ 
So he did not remain. Meaning Ibrahim السلام, did not wait. And that Jaa he came بِعِجْلٍ with a calf that was hanim, that was roasted. Meaning he didn't wait very long. Instantly he just got up and went and brought a roasted calf in order to serve who? These men who had come to visit him. Now Ibrahim السلام, didn't know who those men were. He didn't know why they had come. They said salam, he said salam, he knew that okay, there must be good people, there must be believers in Allah, which is why they're greeting me with this kind of greeting. And instantly he went and brought an ijl that was hanid. Hanid is from the root letters, hanudha. And hanadha is used for heat. Hand is heat. And hanid is hot water. Basically, hanid is such meat from which water or moisture has been extracted. It has been taken out. And when the moisture has been taken out, what does it show? That it's been cooked using a dry heat method. Okay? Which means that it must have been roasted. So for example, if you cook meat in liquid, what's going to happen? It's going to be even more succulent, even more juicy. But when you roast it, then what happens? The skin, it becomes crispy, it becomes dry. Yes, there's some moisture retained inside, but overall, it's dry. So, Ijlin Hanif, roasted meat. I mean, it's barbecue season. So you know what kind of meat that must have been. Now, what does it show here? Ibrahim salam didn't even ask them who they were, why they had come, where they had come from. He just saw, okay, these nine people have come to me, and it's time for food. Obviously, they must be hungry. I don't need to ask them if they'd like to eat. He just went and brought whatever he had. And whatever he had, what was it? Ijl, a calf. And he brought its meat, roasted it and brought it quickly. What do we do typically? If somebody comes first of all unexpectedly, we give them the eyes and we show them that really they have caused a lot of discomfort to us by coming uninvited. And we tell them, oh you know what, you should have told me. I would have prepared something for you. Why didn't you tell me earlier? Ibrahim doesn't do anything like that. Because once the guests have come, what should we do? Welcome them. And welcome them how? With whatever that you've got. Whatever that you've got to serve. Sometimes what happens is that if we have food for ourselves, reserved for ourselves and guests arrive, then we begin to worry. Well, if I give this to them, what am I going to eat? If we serve them this, what are we going to have for dinner? But Ibrahim he doesn't have any fear like that. Whatever he's got, he brings it. This auntie that I know of, she tells us about how as when she was young, she was scolded by you know, her elders, that why are you asking if the guests want something cold or something hot? Don't put the guest in an awkward situation. This is not a restaurant that you need to take orders and then go bring only what they want. No, whatever you've got, bring it. You've got one thing, bring it. You've got two things, bring them. And serve them something at least. But what happens? Guests come and we're just staring at them. Um, okay, so what should I do? Should I offer them something or not? If I offer them something, they might stay too long. And if I offer them dinner, I don't know when they're going to leave. This is also very interesting. Ibrahim salam, despite being a man, obviously, what did he do? He prepared food and he brought it. And I'm sure his wife must have helped him. But he's also involved in it. He went, brought the food, he slaughtered the lamb, he cooked it, barbecued it, whatever you want to call it, and then he brought it. But unfortunately, what happens these days? Only certain people are expected to cook food. And who are those certain people? The mothers 
or the wives. That's it. Other girls, other boys, other men, they just need to sit, you know, with their one leg on the other and wait to be served. But we see the humility of a Prophet of Allah over here. Instantly he brings him something to serve. فَمَا لَبِثَ أَنْ جَاءَ بِعِجْلٍ حَنِيدٍ فَلَمَّا رَأَى Then when he saw أَيْدِيَهُمْ their hands, Ibrahim saw that the hands of these guests لَا تَصِلُوا It was not reaching إِلَيْهِ to it. To what? To the calf. The roasted calf. لَا تَصِلُوا is from the root letters وَوْصَادْ لَمْ وَصْلُ What does وَصْلُ mean? To reach. So he saw that their hands were not reaching out for the food. He brought them food. And they're not even extending their hand to reach out for the food. You know, it's like if you serve someone some food and they don't even take it. What happens? How do you feel? Happy? Alhamdulillah, they're not going to eat so I can enjoy it myself. How do you feel? I mean, you've spent money, you've spent time, so much effort in preparing that food, and then you serve them, and they're not even eating anything? How would you feel? A little worried. What's wrong? Do they not trust me? Do they not like what I've prepared for them? How come they're not eating? Who are they? And you see, just think about it. Put yourself in this situation. Some people come to your house. You don't know them. They come to your house and you bring them food to serve them. And they're just sitting. They're just sitting. They're not eating the food at all. Would you feel uncomfortable or would you feel perfectly normal? A little uncomfortable that what's going on? Why aren't they eating? So likewise, Ibrahim salam, when he saw this, nakirahum. Nakira, from the root letters, noon kafra. Same root as the word munkar. What is munkar? That which is wrong, that which is rejected. Right? So nakirahum, he distrusted them. Meaning he didn't feel comfortable with them. He felt a little apprehensive. He felt estranged from them. He didn't feel comfortable around them. So nakirahum. Wa and he felt, awjasa is from the root letters wow jim seen, and awjasa is to hide fear in the heart. That you're fearful in your heart, but you're not showing it. You're not expressing it. You know, it's like when you are nervous about something and your heartbeat kind of goes faster and you don't want to show it, but you're nervous inside. And no matter how much you try not to show it, what happens? It shows. A little bit at least. Through one expression, through the look on your face. I mean, it shows. So, وَأَوْجَسَ And he felt minhum from them خِيفَةً fear, Meaning he felt fearful in his heart. He distrusted them, meaning he began doubting the intentions of these men, that perhaps they have come with an evil purpose, perhaps they have come to harm me, perhaps they are, you know, murderers or something like that. He was worried, and he was afraid in his heart. So the angels, قَالُوا They said, لَا تَخَفْ Don't fear. إِنَّا أُرْسِلْنَا إِلَىٰ قَوْمِ لُوتِ Indeed, we have been sent to the people of Lut salam. Why did they say this? So that Ibrahim would understand that, oh, they're angels. Now, what does this show to us? Ibrahim didn't even wait for those men to explain to him who they were and why they had come. And instantly he just went and brought food. 
You know it's like when somebody comes, first you sit with them and you ask them, so how's everything? And so what brings you today? How's so and so? And how's so and so? And what's going on? And then after a good half an hour, 45 minutes, when the person asks, may I have a glass of water? Then we're like, oh, would you like tea instead? Let me get it for you. They're like, no, 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 I just want water. So we wait for the person to tell us. Ibrahim didn't even wait that long. He just went and brought it immediately. And the angels finally, when they're not eating, then they managed to tell Ibrahim who they were and why they had come. So they tell him that don't fear, we are the messengers of Allah, we are angels, and we have been sent to the people of Lut What does this tell us about the angels? Do they eat food? Do they? No. Jinn, do they eat? Yes. The angels, what is their food? Dhikr, tasbih, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith we learned that when the Prophet ﷺ was once telling people about the end of times when there will be extreme fitna, extreme trials, one after the other. So for example, the Jal and Ya'juj and Ma'juj. So the Prophet ﷺ explained that at that time, the few believers, they will go in hiding. And Isa ﷺ will also be with them. So the Prophet ﷺ was asked that what will suffice the believers at that time? I mean, think about it. If a people are just hiding themselves... How are they going to survive? What are they going to eat? Especially because Ya'juj and Ma'juj, they're going to drink all the water. Ya'juj and Ma'juj are actually going to drink all the water. The lakes, the rivers, everything's going to become dry completely. And they will cause complete devastation on the earth. So the believers will go in hiding. So the Prophet ﷺ, he said, the same that suffices the angels. The same will suffice the believers at that time which suffices the angels. And what is that? Dhikr of Allah. The remembrance of Allah. So the angels, we learn here that they don't need to eat food. And another thing we see over here is that they came to Ibrahim a.s. Uh, on their way to the people of Lut a.s. So the angels were sent on a mission. What was that mission? First of all, deliver good news to Ibrahim a.s. And secondly, bring the punishment upon who? The people of Lut a.s. But they gave the good news first, and then they had it to the people of Lut a.s. And they told Ibrahim a.s. with the good news, that the people of Lut are also going to be punished. Now when this happened, when the angels told Ibrahim a.s. who they were and why they had come, وَامْرَأَتُهُ and his wife. Whose wife? The wife of Ibrahim a.s. What was her name? Sarah. قَائِمَةٌ She was standing there. فَضَحِكَتْ So she laughed out. ضَحِكَتْ from ضحك. ضحك is to laugh. Sarah laughed. Why did she laugh? Out of relief. That seriously, these are angels? And here we are panicking. We bring them this huge meal. We prepare all this meat for them and bring it to them and then they're not eating. And we got so worried. And oh, they're angels. It's like, you know when you realize you've done something silly, what do you do? You laugh out at yourself. That what was I thinking? What was I doing? How could I have thought that way? So this was a laughter out of relief. Just imagine, this whole scene is taking place before you. And you're standing there watching and you see your husband freaking out. And then these men are just not eating the food. And then you find out, oh, they're angels. So, فَضَحِكَتْ So she just laughed. 
that why were we complicating things? Why were we so overly worried? وَمْرَأَتُهُ قَائِمَةٌ فَضَحِكَتْ What does it show here also? That the wife of Ibrahim was right there. These were men, about nine men. And she was also nearby. She was perhaps helping him and serving the food also. So this is something that's normal. As long as a woman is dressed appropriately with her hijab on, there is absolutely no harm in her interacting with men in an appropriate manner as much as is necessary, as much as is required. And also the word qa'imatun, what does it show? That she was not sitting with them. She was there, she perhaps served them, but she didn't sit along with them. But she was there. But what happens is that sometimes when we start taking our hijab and everything very seriously, then even if guests come in our house, we say, oh no, 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 I'm not going to serve them anything. I'm not going to come in front of them at all. No, put your hijab on and go serve your guests. Help your father, help your brother if there is a need. But put your hijab on and interact decently. Likewise, if there are some male relatives that have come or some acquaintances that have come, at least go and greet them. I mean, they have come to your house. Observe your hijab, observe your proper manners. But do greet them, do welcome them, and say as much as is necessary. This doesn't mean that you have to sit next to them and spend the whole time with them. But at least there should be an acknowledgement of the guest who has come. We have two extremes amongst our Muslims. One is that the woman doesn't even greet. And even if the man is standing in front, the men also, they don't greet the women at all. And the other extreme is that there's free mixing, there's no observation of any limits. The best way is the way of the prophets of Allah. A very natural way. So, وَمْرَأَتُهُ قَائِمَةٌ What happened? فَضَحِكَتْ She even laughed out. فَبَشَّرْنَاهَا So we gave her good news. Then the angels, they gave good news to her. Of what? Ishaq Of Ishaq. Meaning of the birth of a child. And who would that be? Ishaq salam. وَمِنْ وَرَاءِ Ishaq And after Ishaq Yaqub Grandson. Now just imagine. A woman who has been yearning for a child all her life. And then she's given this good news. You're going to have a son who's going to be a prophet. And then he's going to have a child who's also going to be a prophet. So a son and a grandson. What amazing good news. Qalat Sarah, she said, Ya wailata, oh woe to me. Wail, what does wail mean? Woe, wailul lil mutaffifin. And ya wailata, this is actually wailati, woe to me. T, the ya at the end is for me. Alright, woe to me. But that shock that she is trying to express, so wailati is turned into wailata. Like, what are you talking about? How is that possible? And there are many times, you know, when we are in shock, we say such things. It's not like literally she is cursing herself over here. But, you know, like when you're in shock and you say, pinch me. You know, like, is this real? What's going on here? In Urdu, there is an expression, hai memory. That, oh, I just died. You don't actually die. But it's just that, oh my God, what did you just say? I can't remember any such English expressions. If you can think of any, please feel free to share. So, Ya wailata, oh what to me? Like, what are you saying? How is it possible? A'alidu? I, I will give birth? 
وَأَنَا عَجُوزٌ Well, I'm an old woman. وَهَذَا بَعْلِي And this man of mine, meaning this husband of mine, he's shaykha, he's an old, old man. What are you talking about? We're an old couple. My husband's so old. And me, I'm عَجُوز. عَجُوز is who? عَجُوز is an old woman who is past the age of childbearing. You see, if there's a woman who's let's say in her 30s, in her 40s, and she finds out she's pregnant, okay, that's kind of shocking. For some women, even in late 30s, they're kind of surprised at how did that happen. But in 40s, it's like more of a shock. Now, according to some reports, she was nearing 100. Have you ever seen a woman who's 80 years old? Tell me. Have you ever seen a woman who is 70 years old or 60 years old? What happens to her bones and her posture? I mean, she's weak. She doesn't even have the strength to sometimes open the refrigerator. She doesn't have the strength, the ability to stand for very long. Now, Sarah is being told, you're going to have a child. So she finds it quite shocking. She said, what are you talking about? Am I going to give birth? Well, I'm so old and my husband is so old as well. Indeed, this is something that is surely very, very strange. How will this happen? This is very strange. She was very surprised. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Ayah 29, we learn that when Sarah was given this good news, her reaction was, فَصَكَّتْ وَجْهَهَا She smote her face, like she slapped herself. Like, what are you talking about? How is it possible? So cute, so innocent, right? What a natural reaction. قَالُوا, the angel said, أَتَعْجَبِينَ مِنْ أَمْرِ are you amazed and are you wondering about the amr of Allah? Ta'jabina. Ta'jabina is from the root letters. Ain jimba. And ta'jabina is a verb. Ta'jabina, you are amazed. And the yanun at the end is actually for female. So ta'jabina, are you amazed min amrillah at the command of Allah? Meaning, this is a matter that Allah has decided. To give you a child at this age of yours, at this time in your life, when you and your husband are in this state, yes, this is what Allah has decided. That now you should have a child. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu alaykum. May the mercy of Allah and His blessings be upon you. Ahl al-bayt, O people of the house. What are the angels saying over here? They're basically giving dua to her. May Allah's mercy and blessings be upon you, Ahl al-Bayt. Who are Ahl al-Bayt? People of the house. And this term is basically used for the family of a man. The family of a man. Because the man is typically the owner of the house. He's the one who maintains the house in the sense that he's the one in charge because he's the qawwam. And the word Ahl al-Bayt applies to wife as well as children. It applies to wife as well as children. So for example, when we talk about the family of the Prophet ﷺ, what word do we use? Same, Ahlul Bayt, or the Ahlul Bayt. But unfortunately, some people, they say that the family of the Prophet ﷺ is only his daughters and their children and his son-in-laws. And they exclude the wives of the Prophet ﷺ from it completely. But we see that the Qur'an completely contradicts that. Who is Ahlul Bayt over here? The children of Ibrahim alayhi salam? Who is it? 
the wife of Ibrahim So remember, Ahlul Bayt includes wife as well as children. So the angels pray, they give dua to them. That Rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu alaykum ahl al-bayt innahu hamidun majid. Indeed he, meaning your Lord, he is hamid, praiseworthy. And he is majid, he is honorable. He is praiseworthy. He can do whatever he wants. So glorify his praises. Glorify him, thank him, praise him for the blessing that he has given to you. Why are you so surprised and in denial? Allah has decreed this. That you should have a child now in this age of yours. What does this show to us? That sometimes we want something quite badly. Like for example, it happens with many couples, many women. That when they're married, they want to have children at a certain age. But despite making so many du'as and so many efforts and sometimes even treatment, they don't see any results. And what happens is that they begin to feel despair. But what do we learn here? That it is amr of Allah. It is the command of Allah. When He will want, when He will allow, only then you will have a child. Only then anything will be possible. Remember, it's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you are eventually given that blessing, you might think it's too late. You might think your body is too old for it. You might think you're not capable of handling it anymore, bearing the burdens of it. Just remember, Allah knows. Allah knows your state. And He decided to give you this blessing at this age, at this stage of your life. And celebrate His praises. Hamid, thank Him, glorify Him. And He's Majid, honorable. Majid is from the root letters, Mim, Jim, Dal, Majd. Majd is honor and glory. So he's honorable because he's glorified. Why? Because he's so generous. إِنَّهُ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ فَلَمَّا ذَهَبَ Then when it went, عَنْ Ibrahim from Ibrahim السلام, The fear, the fright. Rawr is from the root letters رَوَى And Rawr is used for such fear that is mixed with shock and surprise. Think about a child. When a child sees something for the first time, something for the first time, they might appreciate it, they might like it, but at the same time they're a little hesitant. My son has been asking me for a cat. And I've been telling him that, you know what, I don't think we can keep a cat right now because I'm worried that, you know, we might not be able to take care of it properly. And will you be able to hold it? And he keeps telling me, yes, mama, I will hold it in my arms and I will cuddle it and I will pet it. I won't be scared. The other day what happened, we were at the park. And as soon as we got there from the woods, a cat just came running out. Allahu alam from where? And this cat was like super friendly. So the cat constantly wanted to come towards us. And it actually approached my son first. And he's like, mama, look, a kitty. And the cat is coming closer and closer, and he's standing like this. I mean, he's happy about the cat, but at the same time he's worried that why is it coming so close to me? That is roar. That you're kind of shocked and surprised, but you're also afraid. You don't know what's going on. So this is roar. Okay? And it takes some time to get used to that situation. So Ibrahim, he was feeling apprehensive. The angels strange men, you know, unfamiliar people, and then you give them food, they're not eating. So 
you know it's like you're in a daze almost so finally when the fear departed when the fear left وَجَاءَتْهُ bushra and he had received the good news also يُجَادِلُنَا he began to argue with us فِي قَوْمِ about the people of Lut السلام what was that jidal what was that argument that please don't punish them please don't punish them amazing What happens to us if we receive a good news, if we receive a blessing? What do we remember? Only our gift. What about the rest of the people? Do we think about them? Do we worry about them? Not at all. But Ibrahim salam, the good news that he receives, it doesn't make him forget other people. Instead, we see that he forgets himself And he is worried about others. He forgets himself and he's worried about others. He's worried about the people of Lut. And he begins to argue with the angels that no, please don't destroy the people of Lut. Now what was the argument? It is said that when the angels, they informed him that we're headed toward the people of Lut and we're going to destroy them, we're going to bring Allah's punishment on them. Ibrahim said, no, no, no. Would you... Punish a people in which there are these many believers, so many, many believers. And they said no. He said, would you punish a people in which there are, so for example, if he said 300 believers, then he reduced number to 200, then he reduced number to 100, down, down, down. He said, would you punish a people in which there is even one believer? And they said no. What was he saying basically? That if Lut is still there, don't bring Allah's punishment on them. If Lut even though he's the only believer in that town, don't bring the punishment yet. Give them more chance. How could you bring Allah's punishment when Lut is there? When a prophet of Allah is there? يُجَادِلُنَا فِي قَوْمِ Lut. It's amazing. Ibrahim how he's always so concerned about others. When Allah said to him, that إِنِّي جَاعِلُكَ لِلنَّاسِ إِمَامًا What was his response? Yay! What was his response? He said, Oh Allah, also my children, also my progeny, make them imam also. So likewise over here, he is given the good news of a blessing. He forgets himself and he's concerned about others. And he begins to argue that why would you destroy a people when there is a prophet of Allah among them? He's basically looking for any excuse, any excuse that could prevent the punishment from these people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains why Ibrahim was arguing over here. Because it seems like he's siding with a wrongdoing nation. Our sympathies should be with who? The right people, not the wrong kind of people. But the argument of Ibrahim because he's defending the people of Lut, it seems as though he is siding with the Zalim nation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains. He says, Inna Ibrahim, indeed Ibrahim, he was la halim. Surely he was very halim. Forbearing, very tolerant. Very, very tolerant. You see, when we believe in something that it is right, and when we believe in something that it is wrong, then we become very fixed upon it. And if we see someone doing contrary to what we believe in, what happens? We become very upset. Like for example, if we believe that after a person finishes their meal, they must not leave the table before they pick up their dishes and put them in the dishwasher. If that's something that you firmly believe in, 
and that's the rule that you want to enforce in your house, then what will happen? If you see even a three-year-old child getting up after their meal and running away, what would you do? Yell at them. Come back, pick up your plate and put it away. Right? And if we see an adult also doing the same thing, we don't care who they are. We're going to tell them. We're going to tell them off. Why? Because it's a rule. It's something that we believe in. There is no tolerance over there. Zero tolerance. But Ibrahim salam, he was very halim. Very tolerant. He was very big hearted. And he was awah. Who is awah? From Hamza wawha. Ah. Ah is to sigh. So awah. One who sighs a lot. Who sighs a lot? Someone who feels for others. Someone who feels for others. Someone who's not selfish, but rather he is concerned about others. You see, there are some people who are only concerned about their own problems. So, as soon as their problems go away, they're happy, happy, happy. But then there are others who are concerned about other people. The rest of mankind. So even if they have everything, they can't fully enjoy themselves. Because they're thinking about those who are deprived. So Ibrahim was likewise. He was awah, grieving. And awah is also used for someone who is extremely kind-hearted. Because only a very kind-hearted person can be concerned about the well-being of other people. And he was also munib. Who is munib? Someone who repeatedly returns. He would return frequently to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for every matter and affair of his. For his needs, for forgiveness, for answers. Every time he would turn back to Allah. So when Ibrahim salam, he was arguing this way, he was told, Ya Ibrahim, O Ibrahim, a'rib an hadha. Just turn away from this. Meaning just leave it. There's no point arguing over here because innahu, indeed it, qad ja'a, certainly it has come, amru rabbik, the command of your Lord. The decision of your Lord has already taken place, has already come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided that these people, their time is now over, they will most definitely be destroyed. Wa innahum, and indeed they atihim, it will come to them. What will come to them? Adabun, a punishment that is غَيْرُ مردود, That is not going to be repelled. غَيْرُ not مردود. مردود is from رَد. What is رَد? To reject something. So مردود, one that is rejected. One that is repelled. So realize that this is Allah's decision. He has decided that now these people, their time is over. And... The punishment is most definitely going to come to them. It's not going to be repelled from them. What does it show? Earlier we learned about Nuh salam. Who did he make dua for? His son. But was that accepted? Who was Nuh salam? A messenger of Allah. But his dua for his son is not accepted. Over here we see Ibrahim salam. Who is he? Khalilullah. Someone whom Allah praises over here. Inna Ibrahim al-Halim, awah, munib. But yet the dua of Ibrahim salam, the request of Ibrahim salam, is not being accepted in the favor of people of Lut salam. Why? The duas of the righteous are not helping the sinful people. Why? Because unless and until a person turns to Allah himself, the du'as of others cannot help him. The du'as of others cannot help him unless and until a person turns to Allah himself. He has to 
Go to Allah, seek His forgiveness Himself. He has to pray Himself. And if He does it, then yes, other people's du'as will help Him. But if He's not willing to change, if He's not willing to go to Allah, then the requests of others, they're not going to work. They're not going to help. Even if it's the du'a of Ibrahim salam, even if it's the du'a of Nuh salam for his son, it's not going to work. But many Muslims... What do they think? We are of the ummah of the Prophet ﷺ. I love Rasulullah ﷺ. Doesn't matter what I do, on the Day of Judgment, He'll intercede for me and everything will be good. But what's the lesson here? No one's intercession, no one's dua, no one's request will work in your favor unless you do something yourself also. But sadly, many people when they're told, do something for yourself. Their typical response is, make dua for me. Make dua that may Allah guide me also. Well, you know what? Allah will guide the one who wants to be guided. If you show you want guidance, there is no way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will refuse guidance for you. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. وَلَقَدْ جَاءَتْ رُسُلُنَا إِبْرَاهِيمَ بِالْبُشْرَى قَالُوا سَلَامًا قَالَ سَلَامٌ فَمَا لَبِثَ أَن جَاءَ بِعِجْلٍ حَنِيذٍ فَلَمَّا رَأَى أَيْدِيَهُمْ تَصِلُ إِلَيْهِ نَكِرَهُمْ وَأَوْجَسَ مِنْهُمْ خِيفَةً قَالُوا لَا تَخَفْ إِنَّا أُرْسِلْنَا إِلَى قَوْمِ لُوطٍ وَامْرَأَتُهُ قَائِمَةٌ فَضَحِكَتْ فَبَشَّرْنَاهَا بِإِسْحَاقٍ فَبَشَّرْنَاهَا بِإِسْحَاقَ وَمِنْ وَرَاءِ إِسْحَاقَ يَعْقُوبَ قَالَتْ يَا وَيْلَتَا أَأَلِدُ وَأَنَا عَجُوزٌ وَهَذَا بَعْلِي شَيْخًا إِنَّ هَذَا لَشَيْءٌ تَعْجَبِينَ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ عَلَيْكُمْ أَهْلَ الْبَيْتِ إِنَّهُ حَمِيدٌ مَجِيدٌ فَلَمَّا ذَهَبَ عَنْ إِبْرَاهِيمَ الرَّوْعُ وَجَاءَ البشرى يجادلنا في قوم لوط إن إبراهيم لحليم أواه منيب يا إبراهيم أعرض عن هذا إنه قد جاء أمر ربك وإن آتيهم عذاب غير مردود